0: Dude, I am gonna freaking lay on this time.
1: Welcome back to the Deeper Dive podcast produced locally in the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. Here at Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church in La Plata, Maryland. My name is Bill Winnell. Once again, joined by Father Larry Swink. Hey, Bill. And Ryan Miller, who's going to join us today. We're going to kind of talk a little bit about uh, pornography. Um,
0: Father. Sure. Well, the reason we're talking about this is there was an article that came out recently uh and uh by our our exorcist of, of the diocese monsignor Stephen rossetti who is also a psychologist and um he um he basically uh spoke out well uh, basically the pope had gave a conference to seminarians warning them of the danger of pornography for the vocations which is a very fodderly beautiful statement he was telling them and then a german priest now there are stupid comments, and then there are like really stupid comments. And this guy probably made the most stupid comment I've ever heard from a priest since I've been alive. Just be like Mount this, Rushmore. Stupid this is comments. like, this is like, these people, there's no such thing as a stupid statement or a stupid question. That's not true. There are plenty of them. And this was the worst. So first off, let's look at what, we're going to look at what the Pope said, what the German priest said, and then what Monsignor Rossetti said. And then we're going to talk about why the Pope and Monsignor Rossetti are correct, that pornography is a very dangerous, and they would say even a diabolical um, tool that has destroyed many souls versus what the priest said from Germany. So um, so first off, let's look at what the Pope said to seminarians. And he said on in October 24th, Dear brothers, be careful of this. The pure heart, the heart that received Jesus every day cannot receive this pornographic information. And he goes on to say, the Holy Father has told these seminarians, and if from your cell phone you can delete this, delete it. So you don't, won't have temptation at hand. And if you can't delete it, protect yourself properly so you don't have access to this. I tell you, it weakens the soul. And so, you know, the Holy Father is basically say if you can't, if you're not mature enough to have a cell phone without falling a serious sin with it, then get rid of it. And it's just a very bodily advice. So this <laughs> German uh, priest, I, I won't name him, but he's a German priest. He said this, that um, he said that, uh, and the Pope must have said something about being demonic. He said connecting porn to the demonic is a spiritual exaggeration. And he says calling pornography quote unquote somewhat a dirty connotation that is attributed to a term pornographic should be done away with. And he says, this is the comment he claimed quote, there are positive effects of explicit sexuality in relation to the couple as making their love life become more alive. And then he goes on to say, quote, the consumption of explicit sexual representations can have a relieving effect. It can't be denied. And then furthermore, he says, the clergy, religious, and other people at the Surtid Church generally have experience with pornography, unquote. And so he disagrees that the devil enters through there, unquote. So that quote is ridiculous. And any priest that would say, that pornography has a is actually a positive experience and helps clergy and even couples has got to be absolutely insane and should be slipped to their faculties. But so I have, I have with me, Mr. Ryan Miller, you know, who is a young man in the work world. And I just want to, you know, sometimes the questions I get is how prevalent is pornography? Is it a problem? And then we're talking about, you know, how the, some you know, going along with the, what the Pope says, you know, how to help people to get out of this very dangerous addiction that is, has consumed many, many people. So, Ryan, first hold off. On, hold on, first off. Yeah.
1: Without obviously breaking any seal of confession, why don't you tell us how prevalent porn is? Well, I'm not going to talk
0: about confession, but let's just say this. Yeah. I've read articles. Okay. Let's just say this. This is to keep this general Pause. I've read articles saying that the most confessed sin, I think, up to date is pornography and masturbation is the most is the most confessed sin i think in the world i think in terms of ser- grave matter you wouldn't,
1: is, dis- you wouldn't disagree with that uh let's just say i don't mean uh, from yeah, a personal yeah, sure. point yeah, I, I, yeah. I
0: would say it's just so prevalent yeah. and uh you know and i know that uh well ryan let's you know go with you and you know from your experience of being a man in the middle of the world i'm a, somewhat removed but i'm still a secular priest how prevalent is this problem? And, um, what do you see out there?
2: Well, uh, first, thanks. It's, it's great being on the podcast. Secondly, like it's, it's so prevalent, like coming from personal experience. Um, definitely I struggled with in high school and after college, but just like talking with guys, um, whether just like passing by or someone you've known for a while, it's like, it's like, Oh yeah. Like, I've been struggling since high school or like even before that. Um, And nobody I've ever talked with has been like, oh yeah, you know, I feel great. Like this just makes me a better person. It's like, like to, to say that it like benefits your soul. I think just like reveals a certain level of ignorance personally. Um, Like for me, I had a a conversion after working at a, a great camp. Down in uh, Southern Maryland, and uh, from that I—I I know that camp, <laughs> St. John's summer program, <laughs> not a push, but uh, but yeah, and so like after that, through like you know, praise God, a a conversion to the back to the faith, I realized like, you know, I, before that, griddle Catholic, like Sunday mass, that's that's all I got to do, right? That's like no, there are a lot of things that you know aren't explicit explicitly mentioned in the 10 commandments that you shouldn't be doing in order to pursue holiness of life and pornography was one of them. Um, And, and the temptation was definitely there. Like in college, like it was, it was even more prevalent. Um, And uh, like everybody around you is just like, yeah, it's just like, you know, something we do, there's nothing wrong with it, but like, it's everywhere. Exactly. Natural release. Right. according to the good priest. Right. But I mean
0: like when you're in college it's everywhere.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. And and like it was a joke on the baseball team.
0: Right. I mean just this is this is what we do. We share pornography, we nope. look, right? So <clears throat> um you know, if you were to meet this, you know, if you were sitting there and you went to the parish where this priest presides, what would you what would you say to him? You are insane. So I think, I think it has to be said that this is, you know, something that, um, I mean, I know from experience, I remember once preaching, uh, somewhere and I mentioned it was basically the room was filled with about mm, 800 teenagers and I mentioned pornography and almost every head popped up, like every single male head, some female popped up. Like in other words, it was just, it was a trigger that, you know, we talked about something that is just so prevalent. And, and I think too, is we we're failing to realize that this is destroying, um, I think relationships, first and foremost, relationship with God, because I think it's got to be very difficult to be contemplative if you're addicted to porn. I mean, I just think it's just, there's just the two can't mesh. I think prayer life has got to be, um, you know, so that's the first thing. And The second thing is just relationships with, like, for for a guy to have a good relationship with a real woman, it I think it has to destroy your capacity to deal with a real person.
1: I I mean, I even think secular research backs that up. Right, that's that's not a uniquely moral thing, or you know, from a religious standpoint. I think many relationship experts would agree with that as well. Uh,
0: Totally, you know, secular. Right, Right. and I I think there was uh, there was something in it's japan in in japan right now that many couples are like men are not married and they are not in relationships because essentially their problem is they're all addicted to porn and women in japan are having a very difficult time finding spouses because of the prevalence of internet pornography and how it's kind of destroyed men's capacity to actually have a relationship with a real woman. Right. And, let's, and I love. mean, to
1: be clear, you, you know, you mentioned the word internet. This is, this is not the seventies where you had to go out of your way to gain access to this. It's at everyone's fingertips. Uh, all ages as well.
0: Right. And the Pope mm-hmm. just mentioned that to yeah. the seminarians. He said this device, I yeah. mean, he's and the Holy father, I don't think the Holy father I mean, he's in his eighties. And I don't think he was, he doesn't strike me as Mr. Tech technology at all. I'm sure people. Have, he's like, "How do I use this?" You know, like you know, he's got a flip phone. You know, he just got a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> a razor, a yeah. razor, yeah. The Holy Father's got a razor, but he realizes. I mean, he probably knows just being a Holy Father and just hearing about this all the time from formation advisors that this is a huge problem. Um, You know, I know in in certain in a, in our particular seminary, uh, for the college students, they are for the first year of seminary, they do not have a device like they're not allowed to have a device with uh they have to completely strip it of any internet uh, uh, or or total social media fast for one year uh to basically and not so much just for pornography but it's more for just an addiction to that device and just being able to become contemplative Um, so that's that's one thing i also think too is i was reading somewhere too that in terms of marriages you know that one priest talked about how this can be helpful for marriage well then why is it in secular studies that the number top three reasons why people divorce is pornography addiction? You know, like in a sense, and I've heard, you know, I've heard it from wives come and complain, like my husband, you know, I caught him looking at pornography again. And to be clear, I mean, not at the same level,
1: but it's, you know, it, you know, it studies have also shown it's not a uniquely male thing.
0: No, it's not, you know, it's not. And I think we have to be clear on that. Um, it, it is growing and, Uh, you know, I mean, uh, women have the same temptations in some degree and that it also is growing there. Um, but Monsignor, you know, uh, here, here's, here's, um, this is from Monsignor Zetti. He said, it is never a good thing to, to exploit people as sexual objects, which the porn industry does. He added, quote, a porn habit can be an open door to escalating sexual dysfunction. And, um, he's also, you know, obviously, uh, a exorcist and he really cautioned he said um, quote here, a pornography addiction can destroy marriages, a porn addiction can distort a person's sexuality. And then um, he goes on to say a pornography addiction not only seriously harms the user, it supports a billion dollar industry that exploits people, especially women and children. you know And so his point is it's it's diabolical. I mean, he, and, and, and the Holy father said as much, um, I guess, Ryan, going back to you, like, so, you know, with, uh, a lot of times, you know, people, when they come for, they, you know, they, they really good, good men. And there are a lot of good men that struggle with this too. And they become, because it is such an addictive, uh, problem. And they say, studies say that it's as addictive as cocaine is. What are, you know, you've probably sat through homilies, you sat through, um, you know, read material on this and this, what are, what are the most helpful points? Let's like, say you were a priest and you are not from Germany. <laughs> you're, you're from Italy or, uh, Spain or Poland. United States of America, Poland or, or Maryland or Mar- Yeah. You're from Maryland, right? So, you know, it's Southern, 10 years Southern from now, Maryland. you're from Southern, yes, Maryland, Southern Maryland and you're pastor, St. John's in Hollywood, um, what would you, like, a kid comes into you you. Is co- that what it's going to take to dethrone Father Ray? <laughs> it might. It might. Can you imagine? Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't say that. Father Ray, if you're listening, you are still the king of St. John's and Hollywood. It's nothing personal. Nothing personal. It was just a theory. Um, so what would you tell a young person comes in, you know, from college, had went on a retreat, and they're like, you yeah, know, the priest talked to my heart. I want to get rid of this pornography addiction. What do I do? What are the top things? three things you would tell someone in that situation.
2: Hmm. Well, I, I would and say and what's not helpful. Right. Well, what's not helpful is still keeping your phone around your phone around you 24 seven. Cause that's just, you know, inviting the temptation, but you know, obviously it's a, it's, it's grace and you being open to that grace. Um, but I think it's, you got to change habits. Like if you really want to break an addiction, like you got to, you got to first change habits, you got to go to the sacraments. And then if you're unable to break it after those things, you know, like after spiritual direction, like I said, sacraments and, and lifestyle change, you would, I would suggest the individual to go like get probably exterior help, like, right. like some kind of counseling just to, right. Cause it, it also takes a level, like a certain level of humility, I think to be like, okay, well I want to break this, but I know I don't, I have not been given the tools or gifts to do that on my own. So right. I would go to an exterior source. Right, right. So.
0: And I've sent I've sent people to uh, to counseling to help them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think, I think it, that's a great piece of advice. Um, what are, what are piece of advice you've heard that just is not helpful?
2: Hmm. Well, it, it's to the point you made earlier, it's certainly addictive. It is definitely an addictive habit. Um, As far as stuff that's not helpful, like just keep doing what you're doing and expect like a different result. Like literally the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. So like
0: when a priest didn't give you any advice on what to do differently. Yeah. Yeah. There was one in particular that I I stole from another priest and I've used it. Borrowed. (laughs) Borrowed? Yeah. I haven't stolen. Respectfully. Respectfully borrowed and used it continuously was, um, Uh, The priest from up in, uh, he's famous, but uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, He's up in uh, Connecticut. No, not Connecticut. um, Indianapolis. The one who did that big outdoor mass. And he has a big, you know, like YouTube thing. Big following. uh, Runs like five parishes. Um, Not Father Mike. No, it's not Father Mike Schmitz. I think they're like contemporaries. Yeah. but anyway, all right, long story short, he gave a talk on this and he said, and it just struck me, he said,
2: uh, he tells people
0: not to have the phone in the bathroom, basement or bedroom. Three that's Bs. actually really good advice. It's like, it just, the three B's just keep the phone out of those three B's. And that's like 90% of the, of the problem The battle yep. where you're, where you're isolated, you know, that kind of thing. You're and, I, and I think too, a lot of people fall into this when they're, when they're, um, when they're bored. And uh, I think we've, t- we've, we've talked about in past podcasts about addictions. And there's the um, the old adage, blast, when you're bored, lonely, angry, sad, or tired. Um, it's like the worst thing to do is like, well, let me just like aimlessly get on my phone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that's, that's probably, you know, you should get like a really boring book by like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> by, by someone make you fall asleep. But <laughs> the worst thing is to grab your phone when you're feeling down, right? Yeah. So, um, and be by yourself.
2: What about prayers? Well, as far as something else I thought of that was really helpful was was fasting. I, I think I think fasting is something that's really underrated nowadays. Right. Um, just like could be something little like, you know, just don't have meat on Friday or or just have not as much as you would usually. Oh. Or, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, Father Swink, I'm gonna wake up at three AM and do an hour adoration. <laughs> um but <For> Friday <laughs> <laughs> It <laughs> wasn't just for.
1: You know, I'll bring consent up here and let you two get in a fight. Whether it's there's more, there's <laughs> more merit in showing up for adoration at 3 a.m. versus 7 a.m. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's, let's
0: say, let's say, like, I mean, I'm going to get more grace, and I don't think that's necessarily true. But is it harder? Of course it is. Yeah, like doing yeah. an 8 p.m. holy hour is not like doing a 3 a.m. holy hour. I don't care how you. It, it hurts. <laughs> like when that alarm goes up at 2:50, you're like, oh, I hope. I hope I don't have to go. Maybe they won't notice, you know, Yet
1: still to this day, today's first Friday, we have overnight, obviously overnight adoration here. Same two guys. Every, every first Friday, 3.30, 3.30. Yep.
0: Right. Yep. And they're, and these are not, these That's are hardcore. older guys.
1: Yeah. And I remember, you know, before also we had that one time the, the bus showed up and all those people got off from, from, uh, one of your old parishes to do the St. Michael, um, chaplet. T- chaplet. Yeah. It's like, like three in the morning. Three in the morning. Yeah. Wow.
0: Remember that? Yeah. It's amazing. But, uh, so yeah, going back to, uh, Ryan with fasting, uh, that, um, uh, yeah, because why would you say that, that that's helpful, you know, for a per- person listening to this?
2: Well, I think even from like a secular perspective, it's good to detox and like, it kind of takes away attachment dependency on things. But then from a, a spiritual perspective, it, it opens you, it takes you away from worldly pleasures. And so like, if you're not so much living in the world, you're living with God, you know, you yeah. fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. And from that, you receive more graces, right. um, creating so, a vacuum for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's very biblical too, because our Lord says certain demons can only dealt, be dealt with prayer and fasting. It is important. Yeah.
1: I think some people struggle with, you know, c- c- even calling it an addiction because there's not that to most people, there's not an outward sign. That something's wrong, you know. She so sit at home and snort, snort coke all day, or smoke crack all day, or do drug, whatever. There's going to be some. You're going to have some physical manifestations are going to happen, right? I think with porn, it's generally interior. Right. Um, it may manifest, you know, in relationships and all that other stuff, but it's not where the normal everyday person can say, "Oh, look, that
0: person's," you know, right. Um, I'd agree and disagree with that statement. Why? What do you disagree about? Um, I think it might I do depend think on the there's. Individual. I do think there's physical manifestations. I do think, but it's that, not. That, that it, it's, the John Q public could see? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the average person day, they look completely bored and just like zombies. And I would say that's probably because of the internet, not just pornography, but just incredible amounts of time. Of well, yeah. Just, I mean,
1: there's empirical data to, to back that up specifically during the COVID shutdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, the porn sites, porn, I mean, there
0: went up dramatically. Yeah. I know, Ryan, I think you got some stats.
2: Um, I was trying to look them up, but wasn't really finding any solid, uh, sources on here,
1: but I mean, it's been published. I mean, it's out there. How well, not only the, the traffic alone is up exponentially to those sites.
0: Well, let me answer that. Let me, let me, let's take it from another perspective. You work as a director of religious education. Some days. Can you tell, can you, <laughs> on most days, um, can you tell a difference from a kid that you can tell there's parental controls over technology versus a kid that there is no control just by their, the way they treat you or the way they talk to you? Yes. Okay. What's, what do you, what do you know? Well,
1: I mean, I think I just in some cases there's, you know, among many kids, there's a lack of social skills, you know, it, it, um, real world social skills that seem to be um, prevalent among every kid when I was a kid. You know, it was, hi, Mrs. So and so, or hi, Mrs. So-and-so. Look, I get these kids every Sunday as they walk in the door. As you know, every single kid, good morning, how's it going? And literally 50% of the time, I get a response back. I mean,
0: yeah, they don't know how to talk to people. No,
1: not at all. And it's, yeah.
0: So here is Covenant Eyes has something that says there, twenty eight thousand two hundred fifty eight users are watching pornography every second. So in three seconds, you know we've gotten right now four, five, six, seven, we're over a hundred thousand. You know right now, yeah. I've just looked at pornography. Um, three thousand seventy five dollars is spent on porn every second on the internet. So wow, it's a three thousand. There's a six thousand. There's nine thousand. There's ten. You know. Uh, 12,000, um, 80% of, um, scenes in porn films contains acts of physical aggression. 49% contain verbal aggression and 79% of uh, porn for have used marijuana. 58 use ecstasy, which means they're not happy. And, uh, one in five mobile searches are for pornography. So this is a huge problem. So, I mean, every, for one person that's looking up, you know, the Spotify podcast on today's thing, there are four people that looked at pornography. So it's just a huge, it's, it's, it's a, it's an epidemic, you know? Um, um, so just for the record, let's, let's look at the catechism. What does the catechism say about pornography? So people are clear on it. I mean, most people listen, probably know this, but I, I think it's good to, in a culture that says it's no big deal, to affirm what the church church sees. And this pr- priest from Germany should probably crack open his uh, catechism, which he probably hasn't in a long time. And it says this, it's 2345, I think is the number, 2354. And if you look at the uh, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, the, um, this section, uh, they have, you know, they take paragraphs, they, sort of uh, uh, title, it says, Pornography Harms Everyone. And it says, A widespread and pernicious, though often overlooked evil, affecting modern life is pornography. This is from the United States bishops. Good job, bishops. And I quote, it says, Pornography consists in removing real or simulated sexual acts from the intimacy of the partners in order to display them deliberately to third parties. It offends against chastity because it perverts the conjugal act, the intimate giving of spouses to each other, does not help spouses, the catechism says. It does grave injury to the dignity of its participants, actors, vendors, the public, since each one becomes an object of base pleasure and illicit profit for others. It immerses all involved in the illusion of a fantasy world. It is a grave offense. Civil authorities should prevent the production and distribution of pornography materials. Mm-hmm. So there we have it. You know, I think it's very clear that what this priest said is just bogus, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but anyway, uh, Brian, I really appreciate you being with us uh, today. Ryan.
2: I thought you said Brian. <laughs> I said Brian. Kind of sounded like you then. Brian, Ryan. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first and you will not be the last.
0: Brian Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, but I really appreciate you coming here, Ryan, and just uh, hopefully this will help, guys. And hey, listen, here's the other thing, folks. If you're struggling with this, don't don't despair. This is not, you know, this is the number one addiction in, in the world. So many people are struggling with this. And but don't take solace in that yeah that you're one of many yeah but the problem is is like you can get out of it with christ and you know ryan did a great job of just you know witness the fact that hey man with god's grace yeah live a life of purity in this in this pornographic world and and i think you know using confession don't be and don't be afraid to just say bless me father for i've sinned i looked at pornography you know and tell him how and then you might ask your question well how often and don't be offended by that you know if it's every day it's like father's every day okay good let's, let's help you with this. You know, the priest is there to help you. Jesus is there to help you. Um, if you need help, get it. And especially if you're preparing for marriage, get rid of it. You know, like just like a seminary needs to get rid of that stuff before he becomes a priest. Uh, um, you know, uh, a guy engaged to be married, he's got to get rid of this. I was talking to a an pre- un- unnamed priest, and he said that, um, he would even put off a marriage if he knew that the spouse was, was, uh, addicted to porn because he would not put the wife through that. Until he could show, I can go without this, you know. And here's the thing: you can with and only with the grace of Christ. Right? Okay. This is why Jesus came and died for us. Why Emmanuel, God is with us. Why He became a man to save us. This it's not a you know. Um, is is it a big deal? Yes. Is it a big deal for God to save you from it? No, because He's God. You know. So don't ever despair about this. And if you like, you know, you knocked it down from once a day, you know, to once a week. Okay. Now we're going to knock it down every two weeks. And then there's going to go a point you're never looking at again. And you're just, you, you reach, reach maturity, you know, and then you find that beautiful woman out there has been waiting for you to get married and have eh, 12 kids, you know, I don't know. All right, fine. Six. (laughs) All right. Nine, whatever. Okay. That's what real love is all about. Right. All Mm -hmm. right. So thank you, Bill and Ryan, once again, to the intercession of St. Michael, And St. Maria Gretti, who is the patron saint of purity and youth. May God bless you all, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
2: Amen. Amen.